Hey everyone, welcome back to the Alberta Roundup. I'm your host, Rachel Emanuel. I hope that you guys are having a great week so far. Apologies for my exceptionally bland background this weekend. I traveled up to Bonneville for an event, so I am at the mercy of my hotel room and there's not a lot to work with. Okay, let's take a look at what we're going to be talking about today on the Alberta Roundup. Alberta Premier Daniel Smith's office has hinted at a possible defamation suit against CBC News. The Alberta Independence Party has turfed former leader and controversial pastor Art Pulowski. And there's some new discussion on whether there will be electronic tabulators in the upcoming provincial vote. All that and more happening now on the Alberta Roundup. Okay guys, let's take a look at our first story here. We're gonna be spending a bit of time on this, but this is not the first time this story has made it into the headlines. Alberta Premier Danielle Smith's office has hinted at a possible defamation suit against CBC News, following repeated stories about contact that her office has had with justice officials regarding cases stemming from COVID-19 and the Coots border blockade. You guys probably remember the first of these cases broke back in January. At the time, CBC News relied on anonymous sources to report that Danielle Smith's office had been in contact with Crown prosecutors regarding COVID-19 and challenging their assessment of those cases. The Premier's office denied those allegations and called the story defamatory. A couple weeks later, there was another story, this time that the Premier's office had been inappropriately pressuring her Justice Minister and her deputy about these COVID-19 cases. The Premier said, no, that is not the case. And she said that she's been honest with the public, that she has been in contact with her Justice Minister to see if there's a reasonable likelihood of conviction regarding COVID-19 cases. You guys know by now that Danielle Smith was no fan of restrictions stemming from the COVID-19 pandemic. And immediately after winning the premiership, she said she wanted to pardon those charged for breaching COVID-19 restrictions. Only a couple months later, she backtracked on that promise, saying she had learned that she didn't have the same power that governors in the U.S. had and that she was not able to grant clemency. But legacy media outlets have been following the story closely and it's once again back in the headlines. This time following a leaked call between Alberta Premier Danielle Smith, Alberta Prosperity Project leader Dennis Maudry, and controversial street pastor Art Pulowski and the former leader of the Independence Party of Alberta. On the call, Smith said she's been in weekly contact with, quote, prosecutors regarding cases stemming from COVID-19 and with Pulowski's criminal case. He has several cases stemming from his involvement with the Coots border blockade where he went to speak. CBC's report argues that the phone call reveals that Smith's conversations, quote, with top Alberta justice officials about pandemic-related prosecutions were more frequent and specific than she has admitted publicly. Now, Daniel Smith's office was obviously given a heads up about the CBC story and likely pressed for comment, so she actually released a preemptive statement before the CBC News story was even published. In her statement, Smith said that neither herself nor anyone in her office has been in contact with the Alberta Crown Prosecution Service. And she said she's been honest with the public that she's asked justice officials to help those charged with, quote, non-violent, non-firearms, COVID-related charges. In her statement, the Premier continued, Allegations to the contrary are defamatory and will be dealt with accordingly. Now, CBC had this leaked phone call weeks ahead of everyone else. But after Art Pulaski was turfed from the Alberta Independence Party this week, a version of the phone call made its way to the Alberta NDP, who hosted a press conference on Wednesday and played the entire recording for the public. On the call, Archer Pulaski tells the Premier he's facing 10 years in prison 
for his charges regarding the Coots border blockade. And he appears to blame the premier for not following through on her earlier promises of clemency. Pulowski faces charges of mischief for allegedly inciting protesters to continue blocking the international border crossing in Coots, Alberta in 2022. He is also charged under the Alberta Infrastructure Defense Act with willfully damaging or destroying essential infrastructure. And he has a lengthy trail of charges stemming from the COVID-19 pandemic. His recording with the premier came in January, just weeks ahead of his February court hearing in Lethbridge. Smith explains to Pulowski in the recording, quote, once the process is underway, I can ask our prosecutors, is there a reasonable likelihood of conviction? And is it in the public interest? And I assure you, I've asked them almost weekly ever since I got started here. That is consistent with what the premier has told the public she's been saying to justice officials behind closed doors. The premier also tells Pulowski multiple times that she is unable to intervene in the legal matter. Rob Anderson is the executive director of the premier's office and he is also referenced multiple times on the call as a person who has been charged with speaking with justice officials about these cases. He also took to Twitter to describe the CBC's reporting as defamatory. He wrote, quote, These NDP hacks are a disgrace to journalism. How many more defamation lawsuits will be settled using taxpayer dollars? CBC Head of Public Affairs Chuck Thompson told me earlier this week the outlet has not been served legal notice as of yet. He also said, quote, Given we have been the lead news service on this story, it's not surprising CBC is garnering a lot of attention. So my question of the week this week is I want to hear from you guys, the electorate. Is this story something that will be influencing your ballot this May? Please comment in the video below and let me know if you think this story is something that is resonating with voters. Okay guys, moving into our next story here. I know that you guys are going to have a lot of thoughts about this one as well. Ontario reported the largest share of residents ditching their home for Alberta in 2022. You guys know these stories make me laugh because I am one of those people that moved from Ontario to Alberta last year. Of last year's top 10 provincial migration patterns, Ontario found itself on the list six times, each time as residents ditched their home province for another. A net of almost 23,000 Ontarians moved to Alberta last year, marking the highest provincial migration patterns of the year. Alberta was followed distantly by Nova Scotia, with just over 10,000 Ontarians leaving for that province. BC residents are also moving to Alberta. Following that, about 9,000 Ontarians moved to BC, while a couple thousand Manitoban and Saskatchewan residents also left for Alberta. This story comes shortly after the Alberta government launched its second iteration of the Alberta is Calling campaign, which you guys know we talked about already. Ontario Premier Doug Ford said he's not a fan of, probably because so many young people are leaving his province. Okay guys, moving into the controversy of the week. The Independence Party of Alberta says it divided ways with controversial street pastor Art Pulowski because of his, quote, divisive rhetoric, and that the party wants nothing to do with a leaked phone recording between him and Premier Smith. Pulowski was elected to head up the fledgling party in September, but lasted just seven months before the provincial board voted to remove him earlier this week. Party President Dan Duggan said the party board knew that Pulowski was controversial, but wanted to give him a chance because he's such a successful freedom fighter. But he said that after just a couple of short months, his rhetoric turned divisive and condescending. He told True North, quote, I'm talking about Pulowski accusing Alberta Health Services of intentionally killing people or the COVID-19 vaccine being a weapon. He added, quote, I don't believe that the Independence Party of Alberta was any more a good fit for Pastor Art than Art was for the Independence Party of Alberta. 
He needs a platform to be able to share his passion and his message unfettered without any kind of structure that he himself has not created. He said that he had many conversations with Pulowski about changing his tone, but the pastor said he refused to be, quote, stifled. Eventually, Duggan said, the party decided to respond with more punitive measures. So on Tuesday night, the provincial board gathered and passed a motion to remove Pulowski as leader. Pulowski was not informed that the vote was happening until it had passed. In a statement posted to Facebook, Pulowski said the board voted to remove him on his 50th birthday with the charges headed up by a, quote, transgender secretary spearheading this attack. He said the removal followed the board consistently demanding he stop speaking about God, drag queen shows, and abortion. He wrote, quote, a handful of directors decided to remove the leader that you elected and override your democratic voice, a censorial, top-down, controlling, corrupted, lying, and tyrannical organization. Later on, he added, in conclusion, I truly believe that this party has been infiltrated for a simple reason. We grew too big, too fast, and we had become a real, tangible threat to the corrupted establishment. Duggan said the decision to turf Pulowski has been met with mixed results from party members, with some expressing their disappointment, while others thanking the board for having the courage to speak up. Moving into what we're watching in the weeks to come, the Alberta lawyer representing Albertans concerned that electronic tabulators could be used in the upcoming provincial vote says they are trying to ensure election integrity. On Monday, Alberta litigator Leighton Gray of Greywalk Spencer LLP sent a letter to Elections Alberta saying he represents the many Albertans who don't want electronic tabulators used in the upcoming provincial vote. Gray said the intention of the letter is to ensure that Elections Alberta hand counts the ballots and that it keeps all ballots for three months following the provincial vote as is stipulated under the Alberta Election Act. He told True North, quote, so that's really the impetus for it. It's just an expression of public concern. We want to make sure because this is really important and we're concerned that the result that comes out of it is accurate and correct and done according to law. In the letter, he argues that the Alberta Election Act clearly intends for the hand counting of ballots. The letter says, quote, any directive to extend electronic voting machines to the entire Alberta 2023 election would necessarily impugn the integrity and reliability of its outcome. Gray said he hasn't yet received a response from Elections Alberta, and neither did I until just before I went to film this podcast, I got an email back from them, and Elections Alberta confirmed that they plan to use tabulator for the advanced vote only. Elections Alberta said, quote, tabulators are an essential part of how we deliver vote anywhere, and without them, we would need to sort hundreds of thousands ballots into electoral divisions before counting. Bringing tabulators to the voting place increases awareness for electors of the technology that is being used. In 2019, all of the Vote Anywhere ballots were counted by a tabulator, but it was done at a centralized location and delayed the full unofficial results by several days. As I mentioned, I only just received the news that they had planned to use electronic tabulators in the upcoming provincial vote for the advance vote, so I'm sure that I will have more to say on this next week, as many of you have expressed concern to me about the possibility of electronic tabulators being used at all. Okay guys, and before I move into my weekly comment roundup, I wanna issue a very quick correction. Last week, I accidentally said that Finance Minister Travis Taves came second last in the UCP leadership contest. That is of course not correct. He came in second place out of a field of very competitive candidates. So thank you to one of my users who flagged that for me. I'm sure most of you guys picked up on that mistake right away, but I just wanted to make sure that I corrected the record on that and my apologies to Mr. Taves. Okay, guys, let's move into our weekly comment roundup now. Last week, you guys commented about the NEP's proposal to offer some Mali curriculum if elected government 
and you guys had a lot to say about it. User Fred Nicholson said, last time I checked, we live in Alberta, not Somalia. Speaking the truth, 2019 wrote, we only have two official languages in this country. Teach newcomers that. Parents and families can teach their language and culture. And Strategic Media wrote, every nationality in Canada has their own community. They can learn their culture, whatever is needed in there. We have more important issues to resolve than the NDP's wish list. So there you have it. My users are speaking truth to the NDP who we can only hope listen to every episode of the Alberta Roundup. Okay, guys, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you're able, please consider supporting independent media. You can do that over at donate.tnc.news. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend and God bless.